Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today's episode will be a bit short, a bit shorter than usual because I'm just recording. I've I've just hit record. I'm just going to rant about it. I'm just going to rant about stuff, and there's no notes here, so let's see how it goes. <laughs> um, let me just adjust my seat. Okay. So the first topic is Indian G20 summit. This this uh, uh, this topic will be rather short. In short, there was a consensus between G20 members, and a joint communique was released. A joint statement was released, and I think that was good. Also, another major one. or another major headline from this G20 summit is India Middle East Europe corridor many people are saying this is a counter to China's belt and road initiative maybe it is but this is more of India's version of a belt and road initiative you can say it's not it's not necessarily there to counter China but it is there to increase trade of india this is primarily for indian benefits rather than countering china you know we have other things to do we have our economy to grow this is not just not just about china i think for united states it is united states just they'll think oh yeah we have our own corridor you get your own corridor we get our own corridor that's maybe what united states and maybe even europe is thinking but i this is more about india and middle east rather than countering china so this corridor many people have praised this corridor but also many people are criticizing and dismissing this corridor yeah this is whatever this is this is not belt and road initiative and what not again this is about india this is not about countering china this is about establishing a trade route to europe india cannot establish a traditional silk road style trade route to europe because of pakistan occupied kashmir and india is locked out of central asia because of pakistan occupied kashmir and in india has to find other routes to go to europe and also even if even if pakistan occupied kashmir comes back to indian comes back under indian control comes back to india there's still turkey which will not allow india so forget about this traditional central asian corridor to europe it has to go through middle east or west asia there's no other option for a safe route for a safe trading route it has to go through west asia not turkey so i i think many people again when people were dismissing this is not belt and road initiative many pro china people but also many anti china people were dismissing this 
this is not counter to belt and road initiative this is not this doesn't matter well if it improves logistics if it improves supply chains then yes it matters if it improves infrastructure and trading route yes it matters this is not this is not an alternative to belt and road initiative as what many western people are thinking many west pro western or pro chinese western people are thinking this is not about countering china but this is about establishing a new trading route for india for middle east and it also gives an option to the europeans they don't have to just rely on china they can also trade with india this is what happened before the industrial revolution europeans were not only trading with china the middle kingdom they were also trading with india in fact united states was when united states was discovered people thought they reached india that's why the native americans were called indians and when it turn, when it turned out that this is completely new continent completely different land they called started calling it red indians and they called it colombia and america and what we have is right now is north america <laughs> and i think with rise of asia you will slowly start seeing the world the way it was before the industrial revolution in terms of economic power of course the new the new piece of the puzzle is united states because it was it wasn't there on the old world on the radar of the old world and there was very little contact of the new world with the old world almost none the i think the vikings discovered it and they left and then christopher columbus came in and this trading route is a part this india middle east european corridor is a part of reestablishing the old pre-industrial revolution trade and again europeans when they tried to circumvent the ottoman empire to reach india they went to south africa i think it was called cape of good hope a cape town i some cape in south africa i think it's cape of good hope they they were going through south africa they were circumventing entire african continent and arabs and ottoman empire and after the collapse of ottoman empire Europeans particularly the British and the French were able to build Suez Canal through Egypt as a shortcut of of a, of sorts and and that that Suez Canal is also being sidestepped because canal is that canal is small and it cannot I don't think it can handle even more trade because a lot of ships go through the Suez Canal and I think the West Asia or Middle East as it's, as it's called in this corridor will be the 
न्यू टर्की आई गेस यू कैन से फॉर ट्रेड बिटवीन न्यू टर्की और न्यू सेंट्रल एशिया फॉर ट्रेड बिटवीन यूरोप एंड इंडिया सो थिंक अबाउट इट एज अ न्यू टर्की और न्यू सेंट्रल एशिया फॉर ट्रेड बिटवीन यूरोप एंड इंडिया रादर दैन अ काउंटर टू चाइनाज बेल्ट एंड रोड इनिशिएटिव नेक्स्ट टॉपिक iPhone 15. iPhone 15 was announced. It has a new action button. I think the whole mute switch was a bit dumb. Uh, of course, a lot of people just use that old uh, mute switch, and they can still use the mute function with the new action button. I think it it defaults to mute switch. Uh, but I think it was dumb. I think action button is way better, and I think a lot of people will use that action button for camera that will be a major function for some people will also use it for voice assistants for taking notes but I think this new action button is m- much better than mute switch I hope all android all android manufacturers start copying this even though android manufacturers had this button before some man- manufacturers i think iphone adopting this action button will make it standard across all android manufacturers <laughs> google is going to copy it xiaomi will definitely copy it i think oneplus will also copy it and samsung already has it but it is program to the bixby button i think they'll allow more flexibility samsung will allow more flexibility for that button so i'm happy for iphone getting a new action button even though i don't use iphone next one is usb c obviously they were forced to do this even though apple was one of the early pioneers i guess i guess you can say of usb c they didn't implement it on iphone they did did it on ipad and macbooks and all the other macs they didn't do it on iphone on their magic keyboard and magic mouse that mouse is just that mouse is not magical it's crime against humanity to call that mouse magic <laughs> but <laughs> because primarily because of ergonomics and the weight charges I'll, i know it has like a smooth scrolling function that's exclusive to the magic mouse and third party mouse cannot access that function without some trickery but that mouse is not magical because because of the way it charges because of the way it because of its ergonomics and because of the lightning port and i think they will get i think the char, uh, mouse keyboard trackpad will also get a usb c eventually that will be good usb c is always good titanium titanium is supposed to be lighter um but titanium is dust and fingerprint magnet it 
it's apparently i'm seeing a lot of posts on my ex ex timeline about titanium getting dirty quickly getting fingerprints quickly getting scratches quickly um i don't know about titanium i think samsung is going to try to implement titanium in s24 that will come out next year we'll see how they implement it but tit- titanium is not good as it was promised to be and also titanium is isn't as heat resistant as say aluminum and iphone 7 iphone 15 with the a17 bionic is getting really really hot that's another complaint that's coming and that's appearing on my ex timeline that iphone gets really really hot also a lot of tech youtubers are complaining about it too but is it getting hot on normal casual tasks or is it getting hot when recording video or playing really intense games that's the question because if it's getting hot on casual stuff then it's a big problem if it's getting hot when recording videos or playing really intense games then it's a minor annoyance also there are a lot of manufacturing issues with the latest iphone many iphone users are getting dust particles in their cameras a lot of people on chinese social media are saying this is this is because iphone manufacturing is moved to india they are making made in india or make in india as if as as the world thought of made in china in 90s or early 2000s remember how in early ni- 90s or 2000s people were making fun of made in china or thinking of that as low quality that's what chinese are thinking about products that are made in india but here's the funny part iphone 15 pro and pro max apparently are not made in india but they are made in china so this is an iphone problem rather than an indian problem maybe it is an indian problem i don't know but i think it is an iphone problem and it has something to do with quality control manufacturing quality control and also titanium but produ- producer or manufacturer of iphones is the same that's iphone 15 for iphone 14 and previous iphones is the same foxconn so why are the production issues quality control issues only foxconn can answer that question not speculations on various social media apps <sighs> maybe it is an indian issue but i don't know i don't think so i think this is a titanium issue this is a foxconn issue but you know it's it's i don't use iphone but it's sad 
that a lot of people who cannot afford iPhone buy an iPhone on installments on EMIs, right? And this shouldn't happen, especially with iPhone 15, especially when Apple is just as much of a hardware company, if not more than the software than a software company. This is like Google Pixel manufacture Pixel manufacturer manufacturing iPhone. This quality control issues. I I complained last week. I think last week or before. Not last week. Not last last episode. I complained last episode that Pixel Fold has manufacturing quality control issues, and iPhone has them too. Next topic. Canada versus India over Khalistan issue. Khalistan issue. I think in G20 on there was a meeting between Prime Minister Modi and PM Trudeau of Canada. They talked about the Khalistani issue and apparently Prime Minister Modi scolded Justin Trudeau in diplomatic terms over the Khalistan separatists that Canada is giving refuge to, giving shelter to. And and the G20 was considered to be a disaster for Canada. This G20 that happened in India was considered to be a disaster for Canada because of not just this because also journalists asked Justin Trudeau about what what was Canada's contribution to G20 to which he replied gender language or something like that and his plane was halted for 2-3 days so this was a disaster for Trudeau and maybe to cover up his disaster maybe someone pushed him he raised the issue of a killing of a Khalistani terrorist Nijar I think his name short name I don't I don't remember the full name Nijar let's just call him Nijar because of YouTube it's pronounced or it's spelled rather as N-I-J-J-A-R Let's call him Nizar, okay? So, he raised this issue in the parliament. India responded with harsh diplomatic words. Then Canada expelled Indian diplomats. India also explained, expelled some Canadian diplomats and issued a statement about this. And issued a travel advisory for Indians traveling to Canada to be a little more cautious and they have sus- India also suspended visas for Canadians who want to visit India. Also, India declared Canada as a terrorist safe haven which 
to be honest it is a terrorist safe haven and trudeau just said there were credible evidence and about india's involvement in killing a canadian citizen nijar how is he a canadian citizen turns out he went he sought refuge in canada under the fake name of ravi sharma he was denied then he married a woman in british columbia and tried to get canadian citizenship he was also denied but later on he became citizen of canada anyway somehow in i think 2007 or 2008 this person this individual nizar was on interpol's list let me repeat that again this individual nizar was on interpol's list this is not just some indian tyrannical indian government cracking down on sikh activist as some media were portraying it as how can how can it be just an activist and not a terrorist when his name was on the interpol's list after uh, after all that indian government asked canadian government to provide evidence about india's involvement in killing of nizar and canadian basically gave different answer canadian government they said there was open source intelligence which is basically gossip on social media and google they also talked about five eyes being involved in this and how us it was us who provided canadians with evidence about india's involvement in this in in killing of this canadian individual or khalistani terrorist turns out another khalistani terrorist pannu is hiding in united states and not only that he is also a cia agent according to indian government pannu p a double n u is a cia agent according to indian government this only tells us one thing like i've said before there are four countries four big countries that are really empires disguised as nation states those four countries are united states russia china and india and soviet union after the collapse of soviet union many new smaller weaker countries emerged and i think many people in the west the western deep state want to repeat that process of separate separation and balkanization with china and with india and 
they have they have really good chance of accomplishing this in india no, not under the modi government but under some politicians they have a good chance after the india pakistan war of 1971 pakistan wanted revenge on india that's why in 1980s they funded and started and funded these separatist movements in india one of them was kashmir second one was this khalistani movement in punjab third one is in the northeast the seven sister states and fourth one is the concept of dravidianism in basically dividing into india into north and south and to ex- to an extent this has worked there are a lot of people who believe northeast should not belong to india because of indian government ignorance previous indian government ignorance of northeastern states there are a lot of people living in kashmir that do, that don't want to be a part of india they want a separate kashmir there are a lot of people in kashmir who want to join pakistan for some reason there are some people in punjab that want want a separate sikh state for named khalistan but overall this hasn't worked and if anything the lesson that indian citizens should get out of this whole fiasco is that we must stay together at all cost whenever india was not united india was weak the last 1000 years of foreign occupation happened because india was divided the alexander the great couldn't conquer india because at that point india was united remember that but this small island nation the united kingdom was able to do it because they divided and they conquered and this is the strategy that united states pursues that's just their geopolitical strategy they have turned eastern europe against russia they have turned eastern asia against china and they have turned pakistan against india now it's not just that us is this evil overlord who just created division out of thin air there was some division they just exploited it they are trying to do it with punjab with kashmir with northeastern states and with southern states of india this makes it clear absolutely that's just their policy keep the world unstable and ensure stability in united states so us stays on top
Russians have a dis- different geopolitical strategy. Chinese have a different geopolitical strategy, and India has a different geopolitical strategy. It's it's just that's the that's just the great game. That's just the that's just the way world works. If United States stops existing, there will be another power trying to play these games, geopolitical games. If you if you think that Russia and China and India don't play different kinds of geopolitical games, you're naive. If you think it's just America who's evil. overlord you're naive but yes that is their america's geopolitical strategy divide and conquer it is much more sophisticated and evolved version of the british empire strategy of divide and conquer that's what it is and this whole khalistan issue it's slowly exposing that another embarrassment for justin trudeau is canada inviting ukrainian nazi in its parliament let's let's just go to twitter or x is called now let us see if we have anything right here yes this is a post from Journalist Simon Ateba, I think I've pronounced his name right. Here's the post: The villain lived long enough to become a hero. Massive outrage after Canada's parliament gave a standing ovation during Zelensky's joint address Friday to Yaroslav Hunka, a 98-year-old Ukrainian Nazi collaborator who served in Nazi military unit during the Second World War. implicated in mass murder of Jews and others. Yaroslav Hunka, a 98-year-old immigrant from Ukraine, was introduced by Anthony Rota, Speaker of the House of Commons, as a Ukrainian-Canadian war veteran from Second World War who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians, <laughs> and a Ukrainian hero and a Canadian Canadian hero. Ignoring the horrific fact that Hunka served in 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS a Nazi military unit whose crimes against humanity during the Holocaust are well documented. <laughs> and this whole during this whole Khalistan issue there was some noise now with introduction of Ukrainian Nazi and standing ovation given to this Ukrainian Nazi has caused outrage. in the entire western world so i he just keeps humiliating himself he canadian government canadian current canadian government under trudeau and jagmeet singh i think his name is they don't have a proper foreign policy i hope there's a new government in canada the pierre polivier i think his name is the conservative leader he looks promising but i hope there's a new government in canada and they have much more sensible foreign policy i want to remind canadians that if you keep 
snakes in your backyard they will eventually bite you you cannot expect snakes to not bite you right now they are trying khalistan in india who knows if this movement gets out of control they'll try to carve out a piece of canada as khalistan remember that Af- uh, america learned this lesson the hard way with osama bin laden when osama bin laden was a freedom fighter when he was fighting against soviets in 1980s in afghanistan later on that snake bit america with 911 attacks pakistan also kept a lot of snakes to harm india and they have harmed india but now they've also harmed pakistan they're harming pakistan right now so remember if you keep terrorists if you protect terrorists just because they don't hurt they are not hurting you right now they will eventually turn on you remember this from afghanistan and america and remember this from pakistan take this lesson so final topic ukraine is being wrapped up right now project ukraine is in last stage russia ukraine conflict is now in its end game here's what happened polish president i think his name is duda duda yeah duda andrei is duda if i remember correct he stopped weapons delivery and logistical support to ukraine because ukrainians wanted to dump their grain into poland and polish farmers refused and there's a, an election coming up i think next month i think it is next month and polish prime minister a uh, polish president i think he is president or prime minister he is up for re-election and he doesn't want to piss off his own farmers if you are european don't piss off your own farmers if you are canadian don't piss off truckers and apparently zelensky insulted him insulted the polish people they have stopped arming ukraine that's the word that's the word i was looking for poland has stopped arming ukraine and i think andrzej duda said the polish president said ukraine is like a drowning man if you try to help him he will end up taking you or dragging you and you will drown also some i'm i'm paraphrasing this but this is something he said you can look it up on in the on the internet poland was the main logistical support for ukraine now that is gone many elites in the west now want to are tired of 
supporting Ukraine and want to shift their focus to the real threat, which is China. Russia was never a big threat for United States. For big geopolitical threat for United States, it's China, and also for India, big geopolitical threat is China. And I think they want to turn their attention towards China, Russia. Their misadventure or adventure in Russia turned out to be a disaster. That's what happens. Napoleon united continental Europe and invaded Russia. It was a disaster for Napoleon. Hitler united continental Europe and invaded Russia. This was a disaster for Germany. Guess what? America united continental Europe with NATO. Not through war, but through coercion, through open invitations and sometimes coercion. They united continental Europe and they launched this proxy war on Russia by provoking Russia. And guess what? Just like Hitler, just like Napoleon, this is turning out to be a disaster for the United States. Russians have captured the almost all the territories they wanted to capture. Ukrainian counteroffensive failed. This the counteroffensive that was supposed to happen this year, it has failed. They couldn't even penetrate first line of defense out of three lines of defense that Russians created. They just couldn't get past first one. And there are ammunition shortages in the West. That's why they decided to send Ukraine cluster munitions. This is Biden said that. President Biden said that. This is not just some Russian propaganda or what. President Biden said that. And there is nothing left for Ukraine to try outside of total mobilization. Even if they decide to completely mobilize and they'll get about 3 million people, that's a lot of people. But they don't have enough weapons to provide for 3 million people. If they did, if Ukrainian government does that, it will be just a massive slaughter. Russian to Ukrainian or Ukrainian to Russian kill ratio is 5 to 7 to 1, 5 to 1, 7 to 1 or 10 to 1 depending on the battlefield. That means for every one Russian dying, there are 5 or 7 or 10 Ukrainians dying on the battlefield, depending on the battlefield. This is not a conflict, this is a slaughter. That, that's a horrible ratio. Compare that with Nazi Germany and Soviet Union, their ratio was 3 to 1 
in the beginning in favor of nazis that is three soviets killed for every one nazi killed after stalingrad it was in the favor of soviets that is for every one soviet killed there were three to five nazis killed that that was the ratio and for ukraine the minimum ratio minimum ukrainian is five against one russian this is just this is just just a human humanitarian tragedy this tragedy will end soon the question is how will it end clearly united states government president biden does not want another disaster pr disaster like afghanistan they don't want ukrainians trying to stick to helicopters like the afghan people were doing to to helicopters or planes they don't want ukrainians doing that in kiev so they're trying to settle this conflict by freezing it basically like north south korea or like eastern western germany but i don't think russians will allow it russians have the upper hand and russians do not trust the west at this point after the disasters of minsk 1 and minsk 2 and 2022 kiev siege airports siege they don't want this they don't trust the west and they hold the upper hand this conflict will end the way russians want it to end that's that's the hard truth how will that look like only the russians know maybe they'll capture and annex kiev kharkov odessa and link up the south crimea and kherson all the way up to transnistria in moldova the country that is to the west of ukraine transnistria is heavily russian pro russian and maybe they will link up that way and close sea access to the ukrainian government completely close sea access to ukrainian government maybe that's what they will do and you know what give the western ukraine that's more polish more close to poland rather than russia maybe they'll turn that western ukraine into an autonomous state like they did to chechnya maybe they'll do that maybe they'll just that like i said annex some territories for some more territories and make turn rest of ukraine into an autonomous state they will wrap this up any russians will definitely want an afghanistan style pr disaster for america and for europe but we'll see how it ends like i said ukraine conflict is in its end game now we'll have to see how it ends and russia holds all the cards Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys very very soon.